Welcome to this BTA Chatcast. The BTA, the voice of business travel. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the BTA Chatcast. So I'm Ivana Matsura. I'm the Partnership and Marketing Manager of the BTA. And I'm here today with Emma Stevenson, which is the Director of Global Sales of Hotel Rest. Good morning, Emma. Good morning, Eva. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. I'm on my uh, one of my work days today, so having an exciting day so far. Great, I'm really happy to hear that. Well, thank you so much for coming. It's it's a great pleasure to have you today. So, do you just quickly want to tell me exactly what you do in your role? Yes, uh, that would be great. So basically, I am. Um, I've been at Hotel Res for about ten years, and I'm a global director of sales. I look after all of the preferred partnerships that Hotel Res has with our supplier network. Um, so that sees me dealing with um, the consortias, agencies, hotel booking agents. And um, I also assist with our strategic account management. So I'm in touch with the hotel contacts and our member hotels all of the time. So I'm kind of in the middle of everything that goes on at Hotel Res. Well done. Thank you so much. That's great to hear. Um, and how long have you been as a hotel res? Well, um, I started around 10 years ago. I did have a small break where I left for a little while, but I did come back. I was only out of the business for about three months and then I, I kind of missed everything that was going on. And um, there was an opportunity to come back in um, and take on a couple of projects that needed to be done. So, um, yeah, so I've um, yeah, I'm really enjoying myself for about 10 years here. You know, it's great. It sounds great, no, and it's a great. So it's such a great pleasure for me to work with Hotel Res with you and your whole team. So I'll ask you now. Let's go to um, a couple of questions about you. So um, how would how would your family describe what you do for a living? Well, I think if you'd have asked me this about fifteen years ago when my daughters were younger, they would say we know Mum works for hotels, but I don't think they would have really fully understood the whole intricacy of of how, we, how the science is with the job that we do. Now they're older, they completely get it. So what they, what they would say is that my mum works for a hotel booking, um, a hotel company that looks after independent hotels and connects them to the GDS. Um, so, you know, it's great to know that they kind of get it now. And, you know, it's not, it's not something that they were, you know, unfamiliar with for quite a while. So basically, it's great because they now can discuss it with people and they also have some local hotels in the in the area where I live that I know that we look after so they can name them and say my mum works as part of this hotel and she looks after sales and, um, and revenue for these particular properties and helps them to get um, to get more business coming through the door. Um, so yeah, so yeah, it's good. It's all it's all a work in progress, isn't it? It all sounds great to me, yes. Absolutely. Well, they ask more questions, I think, now they're older as well. So, you know, it's kind of like, how do you do that, Mom? You know, so I have to kind of go into it a bit more now. Whereas when they were younger, they just, you know, they used to come and sit in the office sometimes. And I, I don't know, just kind of say, who, who was that on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> great, thank you. So what is one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? I think um, I would say... I think when you're young and you're in, I, I started my career really early on, so straight out of school and straight into a hotel booking agency environment. Um, I wish that there had been more education um, at a younger age about this particular sector. 
I sort of fell into doing the job that I did. I went for a job interview to book hotels for business people. And that was my very first step into this industry. I didn't have a clue about the hotel market and that segment from the school days. Um, and I just felt that there was a gap in that market, that educational market to be exploring travel and tourism in a much more wider concept. So I wish that I would have known more really um, in advance because I think that that would have really helped me make a decision more so about what I, what I wanted to do. But I think the way I fell into it really was just by going in and just getting on with getting a, a job in an environment that sounded fun. It was hotels. I was an office junior at first, so I was sending faxes and telexes. Isn't it funny how telexes are a bit like text messages? Yes. Um, so there was lots of lots of little things that I learned along the way that um, I got a real fire in my belly and wanted to do more. So uh, yeah, just education on the on the sector I think was very missing way back then. Right. So and what is the most important thing you have learned in life? Well, <laughs> I say um, to be brave, because I think sometimes throughout my career, I've probably taken more of a step back. Um, as I've got older, I've grown in confidence. So I've been able to be more brave, be a brave heart. And I would say to any younger person coming into the sector, um, really take the chances that are on the table for you. I did. I didn't think about it so much at the time. But when I look back, I think, gosh, I was brave in a way, but I could have been braver. I could have taken more chances that came along and I got I used to get more scared. So I've learned to be brave, Eva. I'm well done, you <laughs> No, well done. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think that's a great, it's a great quality to have. Yes. And who are the three people you have been the most influential to you? So this is a little bit of a flavour of, of, I'd say I've got three people I want to sort of um, put a flag in the ground on for this question. So the very first one I would say is probably my dad, because he always, he was, you know, we live in, in Nottinghamshire, so we're, we're our classes as northerners. Um, my dad always had two jobs. He, he was very driven at work. He had an amazing career. But he also always had a little side hustle going on. And, you know, he he really taught us the value of, of going to work and getting up and having that those foundations in Eva right from an early age. Um, saw me going out to work at, you know, 14 and, and having part time jobs and things like that on the back of being driven by wanting to earn some money of my own rather than having pocket money. And he was a big influence to me when I was a younger child. And also, as I've gone through my career steps, he's very much been my go-to and my phone friend for any career advice and guidance. And, uh, you know, and, and coupled with my brave heartness, which obviously you know, I just mentioned, um, it was a good combination. So he's definitely one. The second one I would say is um, a lady called Monica Fisher. Now, some people may or may not know who Monica is, but Monica was my very first sales director when I worked in the hotel booking agency, um, International Reservations, which was based in Nottinghamshire, and I'm going back a while ago, so it was at least when I, you know, it was about 25 years ago, and she gave me my foundations and steps into sales. She taught me more about how to handle customers face-to-face. -face. 
she gave me that real grounding about you know listening and um, understanding what customers needs are how to then work your sales pitch into that and weave a way through it and also then about asking for the business which I think is like all the sales cliches I know all the things we should know to do but you have to learn it somewhere don't you and Monica to me was a big influence so um so yeah so definitely her and then um third but by not last on the list at all is my current CEO Mark Lewis so if you haven't met Mark Mark is a very much um, an entre entrepreneurial spirit um, he's very much um, very vision. He's very directional. He's very involved in our business. And you know what? We all actually work for Mark because we want to and we want the company to succeed. And I love the values that he put in when he first started the company 17 years ago. And I love what we stand for, you know, and how it's evolved. So and how actually him as a person, the influential um, feel that he has on me you know he's still doing new things he's still learning new markets he's still he's exploring different avenues he just opened his first hotel you know there's so much that goes on and when you look at the ground and the foundations of hotel res it was about giving best gds representation um, it was about offering the very best support to those hotels that come through um, those independent and small groups that work with us um, offering the best revenue and sales support that we can give, and also a really, really strong flavour of different marketing services right through to design concept if needed. So, you know, he really thought about what he wanted to do that was going to make us stand out from the crowd. And some of those values and things that he did initially and to get us kicked off and started were very much at the core and the heart of what Hotel Reds does. And, you know, we really do look after our clients. I mean, the feedback we get is just amazing. And even on the supplier side, even just last week, I was on a call with a supplier who was saying that how much they enjoyed the communications and the work that Hotel Res does and how we do it, how we knit it all together. So, um, so you know, Mark's a massive influence on me and, um, you know, and somebody who's very much in my, on my radar, shall we say, um, constantly. And I watch and I learn from him. So there you go. There's my three. They, they sound all absolutely great. So you have learned something great from each one of them. Thank yes. you for that. And okay. What have you read or listened to recently that inspired you? Well, again, I've got two examples here. So um, Eva, you know what? Every day, because of um, the current market conditions, and obviously we all know that the hotel sectors uh, being heavily affected by the pandemic and you know we're going to be climbing out of that hopefully in the next few months everything's going to start to come back which is great what that's meant is that obviously i've had more time um on without traveling i suppose and um, a little more time to take my daily walks um i've been doing my running and everything so that's led me to listening to podcasts which wasn't actually something that really i ever did before because i just didn't really have the time I tell you something, Eva, I'm really into listening to people talking. I like talking myself, if you haven't guessed already. <laughs> <laughs> but to, to listen to some influential people and people that are right, kind of like entrepreneurial people, I quite like, that's the pull for me, I like that. So here's the two I've been sort of zoning in on while I've been off out on the walks. So the first one 
is a guy called John Amechi. And you might remember, or BTA, um, historical BTA members might remember that he was a speaker at um, an event that the BTA did in uh, Morocco. It was some years ago now, maybe about five years ago. Um, and John was a very influential figure. He did a big talk about his journey and all of this stuff. And um, since then, I kind of followed him on LinkedIn. And then I was scrolling through the podcast list and I saw John's name and I thought, oh my God, it's John. I've got to listen to this. So I chose one that I thought was much more, um, I want, well, and the other interest that I've got um, is all about just kind of like women and women in business. And there's been some reasons behind that as well, which I've told you about, because it's quite personal to me. Um, but um, he did an interview with a lady called Holly Tucker. I don't know if you know who she is. I'll explain. No. She's actually, um, she's the lady who set up Not On The High Street, which is the online shopping brand uh, where lots of small businesses get to um, kind of like market themselves and get sales. And she actually set up Not On The High Street. So this particular podcast I listened to, John was interviewing Holly. And from there, I started listening to Holly's podcasts and she's an amazing podcast presenter. And she has a, a series of podcasts called Conversations of Inspiration. Now, if you haven't listened to these, I would say put them on your list for your daily walks. She's spoken to so many entrepreneurial people, people that have set up restaurants, businesses, all flavors of different types of business setups, startups, new startups, regular clients who, um, regular people that have, you know, gone on to do something amazing in their life or they've you know supported equality and diversity and she's got a real different flavor to offer so I listened to her and it was really John's it, John's podcast that introduced me to Holly Holly Tucker so yeah she's the girl you gotta go <laughs> she's brilliant this one's amazing so actually I have taken notes while you were speaking so I'm gonna I'm gonna actually listen to them so um yeah. thank you for that it's a great tip I'm looking it's forward good to, to share it. isn't it I mean I wish somebody had told me before but there you go well better now than ever right yes and what keeps you up at night um I'd say that I am a bit of a warrior um I generally I've learned how to I would say I've learned how to try and the worries to one side to try and rest um I have always got my um it's weird because I get lots of my inspirations and ideas quite late at night so <laughs> <laughs> it keeps me awake so now I have a notepad and a pen I know it's old-fashioned um of course I've got my phone next to me but I try to put that on flight mode so that I don't um you know don't get the interruptions and I can have a good night's sleep so it's not healthy is it really to have your phone with you that's right, yeah. I'm writing down um, and I've got also a very small little reading light so I don't wake my husband up if I think of something I want to, to do or there's something on my mind I try and write it down so that's what keeps me up at night it's my ideas and my sometimes my worries but you know I've learned you know to just write them down and they'll be there in the morning and try and deal with it in the morning no, you're right. It's great. Yes. You take notes, try to kind of not worry about them in that moment. And then you just kind of think about it on a fresh head on the next day, right? Yeah, exactly. Great. And so which three people dead or alive would you invite for dinner and why? I have got a list here of about six people. <laughs> now, I mean, I've got a wish list. I'll try and like give you my top three. Okay. Okay. My be David Attenborough. Because oh, he's yes. amazing. 
person and also the work he's done in the world about raising awareness of climate controls and you know also I, I'm really into the sustainability piece so he kind of tags on to that in my personal list of interests um, I love watching all of the programs on the TV that he makes I think he's had an amazing career and I think he's again a person of, of influence uh, for lots of us really on, on lots of levels so definitely him because I think he would be a story for every I mean you could throw him an animal and say mm -hmm. story about spiders or whatever couldn't you so he'd be absolutely absolutely I completely agree with you and um, if you don't know, I'm hugely into entertaining and singing, and dancing. Um, so it would have to be. And this one really, because I thought I want somebody that I'd be a great talking to partner. And then I want somebody who would entertain us. So I sort of, I don't know, I was thinking about Freddie Mercury. And then I thought everyone chooses him and we all love him and he's great. And he'd be great and have a good old sing along. But then I thought, do you know what? The concert that I went to that made me very euphoric and just was so fantastic was actually Coldplay. And it was the very first time I went to Wembley to a gig. And I was in my 40s. You know, it, was, it took me a long time to get to Wembley, given the fact I love music so much. Um, so I would, <laughs> if I had to have one, I'd probably obviously have Chris Martin. But Really, I'd quite like them all, so they can bring all their, um, you know, the whole group and entertainers. Mm -hmm. And then the last one I would like is somebody who's in the afterlife now, and that's Anita Roddick. And Anita Roddick again is um, a bit, I suppose, um, an entrepreneurial female figure. She is the founder of the Body Shop, and you'll probably know the story about the Body Shop. I don't know if you do know it. Yes, the Body I do, Shop yeah. and Anita Roddick. That was the very first, one of the very first. Um, entrepreneurial books that I read in my early 20s and her story was just so fascinating on how you know she struggled to get the first loan to set up the first shop um, because the banks wouldn't you know just wouldn't give her the money um, she had to go back in with her husband and suited and booted to get the money for the first shop um, and also um, the way that she used to uh, dribble the strawberry essence on the pavements outside the first shop um, and so when it rained you know, the, the rain would hit the pavement and the smell of the strawberry essence would come up and that would drag the customers into the shop. And um, the, it's full of amazing like, anecdotes like that and how she sort of drove customers through the door. It's a bit like the old fashioned version of Holly Tucker, isn't it? Don't you think? I just thought, gosh, I really, you know, originally really loved Anita and everything she had done. And now I'm on to Holly and listening to how she's doing things. So, yeah. So I think, you know, that sort of um, passion and um, drive that Anita had, A, just setting up the shops, B, the franchise elements, and C, for me, um, you know, just the whole way that she, you know, went about her business and how she really, really campaigned for things like all of the climate stuff and, and world peace and, you know, and, and equality and fairness um, in the way that uh, products were farmed it was just fantastic. So there you go i think these are yeah very interesting all different types of characters and uh, and types of um you know conversations so i think it would have been amazing to have them over right yes. what is your favorite quote so my favorite quote is um and i'm going to send you a little picture of this in a minute well okay and, um it it really sort of um resonates with me a little bit because i'm, I'm quite a fun person really 
I'm very serious when it comes to work, don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, I do like to have a good, I'm a person, people with personality make me smile. So my quote is a Roald Dahl quote, and um, most people will probably know it. I'll, I'll read it out to you. Okay. It's, if you have good thoughts, they will shine out of you like sunbeams, and you will look lovely. And I just think that if you say that to yourself, you can't help but smile anyway. I am smiling, actually. <laughs> exactly. So it just puts you in that positive frame of mind. It makes you think about how you're projecting yourself onto other people. So you're managing your own mood, making sure you're in tune with yourself and, you know, checking in with yourself and making sure you're happy today, whatever that may be. And if you're not, then working out, you know, just, just sorting out why you're not and letting it out the window. We always have the rule at work if we need to be negative for a second. I always make sure that I open the window and let the negativity out. And I'll say, right, you've got two seconds, go get it out. <laughs> I'm not Okay, right, you said it now. That's it. We're going to now say the quote and we're going to get back happy again. That's a good strategy. I like that. I will try that sometime. <laughs> <laughs> well, I use the quote quite a bit. So I used it in um, some recent hotel res training I did with the hotels um, in, in uh, pre-pandemic um, where I was trying to entice them to do more, um, connect, well, do more on their content to really maximize their opportunity to get sales in. So um, I just thought, oh, it's just a little bit of Emma at the end, isn't it? It's a funny picture with me, with my big hair on the beach that, you know, it's crazy. And I put the quote next to it because I thought it's going to make them smile. And that's what I want to leave on a happy note, you know? I don't want to be the, the um, RFP police and making sure that they've completed all of their RFP bids. And, you know, of course, I want to make sure they get their sales and, and revenue um, done. But, you know, why not have a bit of fun while you're doing it? So that's exactly. my... Exactly. So I'm looking forward to see that picture, Emma. And so one last question. So if you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I did not? Um, I think perhaps, um, again, just taking a bit of inspiration from podcasts that I've listened to. I think a really good question um, perhaps to finish on or to ask at the end would be, what advice would you give yourself if you could go back? You know, if you could go back to when you were first at work and maybe when, you know, you had your first big win, if you're in sales and how it makes you feel so giddy and happy and, you know, just elated because you've actually got something over the line. I think to me, I would I would always ask, what advice would you give yourself? What would you say to yourself if you could go back? I know for a fact that I would tell myself not to worry so much. Mm, absolutely. Worry so much. It's going to be good. You're all right. It's gonna um, be alright. Yeah, but I think you know, wouldn't it be just great to go back and visit yourself and say, "Stop worrying about those silly things that you you worry about. It's fine. It's all." That's gone. true. No, no. I think sometimes we <laughs> really spend a lot of time worrying about because there are so many things that happen in life. So you're just gonna worry so you know so much about so many things that sometimes you're right. It would be just so nice, kind of, not to think about those problems and just kind of relax. Yeah, exactly, and relax and just just go with the flow a little more. And it's good to be. It's good to chase it. It's good to chase your dreams. Um, Absolutely, I'm hundred percent. You do more. Yeah. I think when you're younger, you take more risks, don't you? You you're a little bit more risk taking. Um, as you get older, you have more things that hold you back. But you shouldn't ever think. That's where the braveness comes in for me. It's like sometimes I've had to do a brave move and think, oh, you know, oh God, hope I'm going to be okay. And of course I'm going to be okay. You know, it's mm -hmm. like we 
yourself sometimes, but there you go. So I know I'm not on my own. I know lots of people do think this way too. Um, but, you know, just like to end on saying that I'm really, really enjoying my job at Hotel Res. You know, the, the, the hotel collection that we have on offer, you know, it's great. We're letting them get onto that GDS, allowing them access to receiving business. Um, we're there every step of the way to help them to build it up. And, you know, and then, you know, when something happens or if they need help, we've got an amazing support team that give everything back to the hotels that they can on a daily basis. And then, you know, when the extra stuff they require, like the marketing and the, um, you know, website bills and all the bits and pieces we can do, you know, it's great service. So, um, you know, I'm really proud to be working for Hotel Res and I enjoy my job on a day-to-day -day basis. And even with or without the Roldal quote, <laughs> No, and so, we are really happy to have um, hotel residents in, as our industry partners. So, and to they work, you know, they have the opportunity to work with you. So, it's absolutely brilliant. So, thank you so much, Emma, for coming today. I really appreciate it for your time and for the great conversation and all the information and kind of like little tips that you gave us today. I will definitely research on those podcasts that you mentioned earlier and I will listen to them. And so I will wish you a great day and a great rest of the week. And I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you, Eva. Take care and thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Emma. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.